today with um, Derek Shackelford, uh, Democratic candidate for the Board of Aldermen. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. And um, start out, we'll just um, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for Alderman. About myself. Oh, I was born in Frederick, Maryland. Uh, I'm from a military family. My father was in the military. Uh, mother's from here. So he was stationed in Korea. So being born here, we kind of did some traveling at an early age. So at an early age, I moved to Augusta, Georgia. Then returned here back at the age of seven. Uh, matriculated through Frederick County Public Schools. Graduated from Walkersville High School, which is in Frederick County. Uh, then went on to uh, college. I have a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science from George Mason University. And a Master's of Divinity and Doctor of the Ministry degree from Wesley Theological Seminary. Uh, I've been involved in community service for as long as I can remember. It's, it's pretty much been ingrained in my, my blood, my DNA, to so to speak, uh, with my parents who uh, I like to call myself a product of the Civil Rights Movement. My father was born in Montgomery, Alabama, so we really got, uh, I really got some insight in regards to civil rights issues and uh, the need for equality and the need in terms of importance for how to give back uh, to others. And the reason why I'm running is because uh, Frederick is a great place. It's been my home. I have a family here as well. And I just want to see all of us citizens experience what I've experienced in terms of uh, the fruits of the labor of how our city can grow. I've seen our city grow, and yet uh, there's a need for all of our citizens to feel a sense of inclusion, uh, to feel a sense of a need of being connected. And so part of what I think I bring is the skill set in terms of leadership, responsiveness, service, all those things I think would make uh, a great opportunity for me to serve our city and uh, on the board of Alderman. Mm-hmm. How did your parents meet, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> my father being from the military, uh, my mother being from here, they met one night. Uh, one evening they were out. Uh, he was out with some uh, some other uh, military friends. She was out with some of her friends, and that's how they met. Oh, okay. and the rest is history, as, as they say. <laughs> and um, how long did you live in Georgia again? I'm sorry. I lived in Georgia. I moved to Georgia when I was three. Okay. So I lived there for three and a half years. Okay. And where did you go to seminary? Wesley Theological Seminary in Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. Right next to American University. So since, you know, you've stayed here in this general area for a long time since... I've been in this general area since the age of seven. Okay. Yes. (laughs) And what do you do for work now? I do several things. I'm a teacher. I'm a minister. I'm a consultant. I'm a leadership developer, so I'm also an NCAA basketball official, so I do uh, a lot of things. Where do you officiate NCAA basketball games? Uh, college basketball, uh, along the East Coast mostly. I don't do too much traveling uh, out west or the Midwest, so mostly on the East Coast corridor I try to stay. Okay. I don't like flying too much. Okay, that's neat. Is well, that I love flying, but I don't love flying to do the games from one city <laughs> to the next. So, Is that a hard job? I, I've... My background is athletics. I okay. kind of I was a pretty decent athlete, uh, so I grew up playing basketball, baseball. So I coached for a long time, and so uh, after I got married, my wife one of the things she said was, "If you're going to be involved in community service and coaching, you're spending too much time away from home." So uh, kind of the natural inclination for me was to get into officiating, where I can kind of make my own schedule. Mm. So the ways it does take me home, uh, take me away from home uh, too much. So in the summertime. I could spend time with my family, my my kids, and my wife are very important to me. So um, that allows me the flexibility to do that, and I still enjoy sports, so it keeps me around the game, so to speak. 
And how did you decide to run for office? How do I decide? Um, kind of decide just looking at the landscape in terms of I've always been involved in politics. Politics has always been an interest in me since I was in high school. And, of course, uh, going through college, majoring in political science just got me to the nuts and bolts of how policy is formulated in terms of what government should how and how it should function. And so looking at that, um, it's, it's just a great way of service. And so that's kind of how I got involved in politics. And, and, and politics is very interesting because it affects the decisions that we make affect affects our everyday lives, whether we realize it or not. Though we look at it so often politics from a national level, um, all politics is local. Uh, how your trash is picked up, how your water is turned on uh, from your taxes. So all those things in terms are very important. So I just feel locally that's where the rubber meets the road is in local politics. Okay. Um, just jump into one of the uh, issue questions here. Um, coming right off of the primary election, which was several weeks ago, um, there was really low voter turnout. Um, one of the things that some people have been talking about to try and like drum up that voter turnout is to uh, change the election year from um, to like a gubernatorial year, a presidential year. Is that something that you would support or be in favor of? Anything that increases voter turnout, I'm, I'm all for. So if we need to move that into a presidential election cycle, because gubernatorial, you have so many other um, elections taking place in terms of what's on the ballot. You've got the entire General Assembly. Yes. Yeah. So with a presidential election and people generally come out more higher, voter turnout is, is generally higher than a presidential election cycle. So I would be all for any time we can get citizens to participate. You know, one of the things I, I always talk, oftentimes think about is if voting is so important, then why don't we make it a national holiday? And I think to, to express the importance, what, what's one more national holiday, which in terms of we talk about democracy, for people to be involved and understand the seriousness of it. So I think anything that we can do to increase voter turnout and voter participation, I think we should definitely take a look at. I think... Um, Congressman Delaney has a bill to make Election Day a national holiday. It should be. We, we always often talk, talk about how important it is for our, our citizenry and for people to be involved in the importance of voting. So it should be really emphasized in terms of what that means to us as, as, a, as, a, as a country, as a nation. What do you think, um, something else people have mentioned, is making the city elections nonpartisan? Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> nonpartisan city elections. A lot of jurisdictions have gone to that. Um, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I think in terms of issues. I think as candidates. I think in terms of parties. I think uh, candidates generally. I'll say generally, but in terms of issues, I think are on one side. I won't say one side or the other, but kind of identify with a particular party, so to speak. But I wouldn't be opposed to nonpartisan elections for, as I said, anything that increases voter turnout. Anything that increases voter participation, anything that increases voter involvement, I think is something we should definitely take a look at. Mm -hmm. So for this election, you are running as a Democrat. And um, I'm just wondering, what makes you a Democrat? Makes, Why do you <laughs> feel you know, that that's part of who you are? What makes me a Democrat is uh, the, the democratic values, expanding economic opportunity to all persons. Um, Working class, uh, working class people, equality, all those things in terms of the democratic platform and democratic values I, I identify with. And so that's why I'm a Democrat. Okay. Um, 
Shift around a little bit to another local issue um, that's been very important, the Downtown Hotel and Conference Center. Um, the city's been a funding partner for that and very supportive of the idea and everything. Um, if you are elected, would you want to continue that support and continue supporting the city being a funding partner? I think anytime we can have public-private partnerships that where it's beneficial for both entities, I think it's a, it's a great idea. I think the question remains in terms of this funding aspect of how what the the funding looks like. And I know we've talked about that no money in terms of uh, for the city is going to come towards the hotel project itself, to sort of speak. Um, I, I just think this it, it's been a little uh, discombobulated in terms of what we've been hearing in terms of fleshing out the details. And I think it's very important for us as elected officials that uh, hopefully being elected officials that we really be transparent with the public in regards to that in regards to the funding aspect in regards to the project and, and the plans and so i think uh, the city has really kind of not been um an, a great advocate to sort of speak in terms of being really open with the public about it and if this is going to be the crown jewel of the city then the city probably should market that as such and i think this has been a little bit tempered because i think uh, as they say, I think there's some things, still some things that need to be really flushed out about it. This is a topic that it, it gets talked about by, you know, definitely the politicos in the county and people who are really involved in um, city or county uh, government meetings. Is it something that you hear people talk about when you're out campaigning? Downtown hotel? Yeah. It depends on, actually, sometimes it depends on what part of the city that you you are actually I'm knocking on doors or I'm having conversation with people. Um, I think that varies sometimes. And sometimes people may just ask you the question forthright. We stay on a downtown hotel or, you know, sometimes people may not, they have other issues that are more pertinent and important to them that sometimes the hotel doesn't even come up in the conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it varies, I guess, in terms of the people or folks who are, I would say really pay attention to it, but that's really an issue or sticking point for them or something that they really have been paying attention to or something they may even want to know more information about. And do you think that the city is moving fast enough on that project? What is fast enough? I guess <laughs> that's the question. What is fast enough? Um, I think better than being fast is, is better to be right and efficient. So you can be fast and be wrong. I think it's important that you be efficient, you be transparent, you be open, and you be right. Um, another city issue that's kind of a big deal right now is the Westside Regional Park. Um, it's been a big thing since the city bought Target Farm property in 2009. Is that something that you... Do you support that becoming a park? And if so, what amenities would you like to see in amenities. that? Um, it's got to be a public-private partnership. One of the things I would like to see um, with that with that parking is, um, of course, we can go back and rehash the details in terms of um, the finances of it. But one of the things I want to, I want to see is I would like to see is uh, we we live we live we are in a very important corridor between Western Maryland or we are Western Maryland, but the western part of our state, and also in terms of the metropolitan area, Baltimore, uh, Washington, D.C. One thing I would like to see is in terms of um, transportation. We could have uh, some a really neat kind of byway, highway, 340, 70, that West Side Regional Park really connected, which would make it even more attractive. And I know we kind of don't want to rehash that, but that's just one of the things when I thought about in terms of when it was purchased. If you're talking about something that's going to be developed, if you're talking about something 
that's really uh, a jewel, so to speak, then you really got to be thinking about in terms of futuristic planning and marketing and utilizing that. So with that being said, I know we've talked about stadiums and all those things, but a park is, is part of that. I also like to see some senior housing on there. Um, also, look at green space, uh, community gardens, I think would be also another excellent opportunity uh, for us to talk about our environment, sustainability. So those are just some of the ideas that I, I've been thinking about in terms of the utilization of that park okay. or that project. So you kind of touched on this a moment ago, but we were going to ask you about transportation priorities and what transportation transit projects uh, are most important to you within the city. Transportation uh, infrastructure in terms of we, the less, uh, I won't say the less cars, but we traffic is also always an issue um, in terms of uh, transportation. But one of the things I think, uh, I look at young people who have sacrificed in terms of when they've gotten out of college or high school, and one thing that young people have decided not to do, as my generation did, one of the things we did was we purchased a car as our first purchase. Mm-hmm. And young people have sacrificed that to utilize something called Uber or Lyft. <laughs> and so I think it's it's part of what we need to do is we need to be more innovative in our thinking in terms of transportation and how it's utilized. Um, also in terms of where transportation, how we see transportation going in the city. And I know we can talk about those things such as a metro, but those are kind of out of our perusal in terms of we need more federal and state help with that as well. So, but we've got to be more creative and innovative in terms of transportation ideas and utilizing our transit system, transit systems that are available, but also in terms of how we look at uh, future traffic patterns and how we look at roads and how we look at how they're, um, I won't say formulated, but how we, how we utilize traffic patterns in our city to make make it more efficient and alleviate traffic for our people. Mm-hmm. Are there any specific projects you would like to see? I know everyone's always talking about widening 15 <laughs> or you know widening 270. Specific projects? I mean, I think we look at some affordable housing initiatives. I would like to work on in terms of get some co-op housing and how we infill our city. Um, secondly, uh, I cut my teeth on uh, youth development. Uh, summer jobs program, I think, for our young people in terms of preparing them for global workforce and also innovation center, how we utilize uh, technology and also our biotech industry. So so these are some of the things, or small business incubator network. Uh, most of our city is uh, small business oriented. I'm also a small business owner. So understanding that uh, the, the importance of small business and how we can uh, allow people to have access to capital, also uh, strategic plans to small businesses, I think, is also very important. So these are just some of the things uh, I've been uh, really like to tackle or grasp if I'm elected. Okay. Okay. Um, another project that the city is currently talking about is the new um, police headquarters. I know that it's something that's needed. It was mentioned today at the forum, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some different di- ideas being thrown around. I guess I don't know how much you've looked into it, but... Where would you like to see the new police headquarters go? What would you like to see it have? Would I like to see it or where would I like to see it? I mean, like it? where and like what, basically, like as far as uh, in this like infancy stage. Well, <laughs> I think what's, what is what is conducive for them in terms of space. Mm-hmm. What is beneficial in terms of them in terms of space, also in terms of loca- a location where um, they can be located to utilize the, the space that's ne- necessary and needed in terms of also how they can also cover the parts of our city. So I think in, not just in terms of, and of course, cost. So I think all those factors 
are important. But um, any, I think you're looking at real estate business, they say, well, location, location, location. So mm-hmm. I think the location is probably probably the important thing along with, with the, and then how, how we as taxpayers and how we as uh, elected officials, how are we going to pay for that as well? So there was a number of issues involved in that. Would you prefer to see the police headquarters stay downtown or have, you know, a presence in another part of the city? I think um, uh, part of it is you can have satellite. Um, I think Frederick is a growing city. You look at cities our size. They have satellite offices or satellite locations. So if by chance we could keep the downtown location, I mean the location where it is on Patrick Street, that could maybe be a satellite. And then in terms of if, you know, uh, at 40, if there's space in Route 40, if there's space in the northern part of our city or wherever it may be, but we could keep this the downtown as a, as a satellite location because you start looking at cities in terms of uh, their law enforcement capacities. Um, they have a presence everywhere and it's, it's much easier also oftentimes also for them to, to travel about and be and be presence in various parts of our city as it continues to grow. Our city's growing. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. We want our city to grow. So with that, we're going to need um, public safety as as a, as a uh, equal importance for that as our city grows. Mm-hmm. And what neighborhood do you live in? I live in Walnut Ridge. Okay. Ridge off Rosemont. Okay. I wanted to ask you a question about um, equality in the city. Um, actually, income equality. But um, <laughs> the county as a whole has a high area median income. Um, we're higher than the state of Maryland. On average, the state of Maryland is the wealthiest in the country. But the United Way uh, Alice report showed that one in three families have a hard time meeting their basic uh, monthly expenses. So do you think that there are issues of income inequality? And do you think that the city government should have any role in that issue? Yeah, there's there's definitely income inequality. I think we have, uh, though, as you mentioned about reports in terms of we look at the area where we're in, which may do well for uh, for some folks. It's not doing well for everyone. And so we look at income inequality. I think that's an issue that's just not just here in our area, but that's a nationwide issue. And so in that answer question, again, the second part. Um, well, do you think that the city city government should have any role in, in addressing that? Absolutely. Um, the city can lead on that um, and, and understand the importance of, of of working class, uh, working class people, working class folks, and also in terms of partnerships that we can have. There are some uh, uh, tremendous uh, organizations who are doing great work and who uh, have uh, great knowledge and great tools. And so what the part the city can do is emphasize in terms of taking the lead on that and bringing all the partners together and also ensuring that you know, no one's left behind in our city and that all all persons are included and inclusive and necessary. We we as oftentimes uh, have to keep in mind that everyone uh, brings so much to the table and it's important for us to understand that and to bring uh, to, to bring everyone along as well and to include everyone. So um, to mention that the city can take the leadership on that. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's enough affordable housing in the city? No. <laughs> no, I, I think when I uh, when I'm out talking and meeting uh, people, um, that's one of the questions that's oftentimes raised: is there's not enough affordable housing uh, here uh, in our area? So um, the city has the in, uh, the moderately priced dwelling units. Of course, we need to do more of that 
and also we look at in terms of how we infill our city when we eliminate sprawl and also in terms of we look at co-op housing and how they're built as well so i think there are a number of models uh, we can take a look at there's the models in san francisco and oakland and various cities across the country uh, one of the things that uh, denver did they actually had done some things around affordable housing and have dropped their well one of the things they helped their affordable housing uh, percentage rate by like nearly 40 percent so i think there's a models around the country who have who have done tremendously well that we can take a look at and we can actually model here also and uh, what do you think about everyone's favorite thing, the city property tax rate? Anytime we can lower people's property tax rate is always good. <laughs> so I think there's always something we can take a look at. Okay. Um, and you touched on a little bit of this, but I guess just kind of giving you the floor to kind of talk about what you want to do as a candidate. What are your top three like priorities, issues you want to address, uh, policies, anything like that? Policies? I, th I think just... I think one is just in terms of elected officials to be responsive. And I can't speak for anyone else in terms of, you know, how they feel about that. And I, because I think each candidate and each elected official has their own um, way of doing that. One for me is to be responsive. Um, two is we talk about some issues in terms of um, summer jobs program for our young people and really including our young people in terms of how we futurist plan the future in terms of a vision for our city. But really including their voices, I think, is is important. Uh, I think along with that is sustainability, energy. How do we um, be good stewards of not only our financial resources, but also the environment and place where we live? And I know this might be for but all, also how do we um, really be, uh, 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 like I, I like to call, I'm a big social justice person. So how do we treat everyone equal and bring everybody to the table and really um, use this word fairness but how do we how do we treat treat our people i think is really very important to me mm -hmm. okay. and uh for people who are still learning about your campaign where can they go to get more information www.derek d-e-r-e-k the number four alderman.com all right derek for alderman d-e-r-e-k the number four alderman at 2017 at gmail.com okay mm -hmm. Are you on social media? And Derek for Alderman, D R E K. <laughs> number four Alderman, Facebook. I mean, doc, yeah, Facebook. That's my Facebook number um, account. And Derek for Alderman, D E R E K, the number four Alderman. Uh, this is my Twitter account as well. So. All right. Well, thank you for coming in today. We appreciate thank you. it. I appreciate it. It's been fun. Thanks.